Monday morning, and I'm so glad you've taken some time to join us. I'm Evan Bray. I was mentioning earlier, busy weekend, I had the polar plunge in Regina, bouncing into a big vat of cold water. Uh, Also up in Saskatoon on Friday night for that Kinsman Celebrity Sports Dinner, which is always a great event. And in my spare time this weekend, I was leafing through a very interesting book. The book is called Happiness, The 40% Solution, and this is what we're going to be talking about next. I think if we all take stock in our lives of what do we want most, we can, I mean, you might have a few things, career aspirations and those types of things, but I think we can all settle on happy, right? We want to find happiness. We all define it a little bit differently, and it seems quite elusive at times, but I think sometimes It's because we allow these external forces to play such a big role in how happy we really are. Stress is at home, stress is at work. All of these things play into it. My guest this morning can help us with that. Ron Morris is a life coach and author who has written the book I was just talking about called Happiness, the 40% Solution. And Ron joins us by phone now. Ron, thanks so much for taking the call this morning. Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've really enjoyed flipping through your book. There's some great stuff in here. Before we get into the book, you're a certified life coach. I'm curious to know how you got into this work in the first place. Well, that's a good question. I, um, I actually started as a, uh, a trainer, facilitator, that sort of thing, you know, running uh, large groups. And um, what I found was um, when you do that sort of work, there are a lot of um, – a lot of prisoners in the room. A lot of a lot of people and employers think are uh, are broken. So this guy's going to come in and fix you, which of course that's that's not often the way it happened. Right. So I I, I retired, sort of sort of kind of, and I uh, switched gears and, and got into uh, into coaching, and uh, I found that that my clients now are people that that want to be there, mm-hmm. and I feel that I'm making um I feel I have the ability to make a bigger difference when working that. In that field, so it was um, it was a little bit selfish from the standpoint that I was getting more life satisfaction. It wasn't quite as lucrative, but uh, I just really like I like helping people for sure. Ron Morris, my guest this morning, life coach, author of the book Happiness: The Forty Percent Solution. Before we get into the book, I, just further on this life coach, I feel like twenty twenty four a life coach has to be more valuable than ever before. Just the complexities that we deal with in life. Are you, are you finding that as you are interacting with people and helping support people on this journey? What, what I'm finding, Evan, is that we are more, more polarized than we've ever been before. Mm -hmm. And people certainly have more of a need to find happiness. I mean, happiness is really nothing more than the, the flip side of the, stress and depression coin and if you can head that off if you can be proactive and and get your happy on it's going to be it's going to be beneficial for you uh physically and mentally well and spiritually so yeah there's a there's a big difference from when i got into this business you know 25 years ago yes yeah society has changed do you think the increased access to technology and information that we have in this day and age plays into kind of the role of diminishing happiness for people Another good question. Yes, um, in the '40s and '50s, when you know we're just getting over a just getting over a world war, and there wasn't a, a whole lot of money kicking around, 
we were happier then than we are in, well, 2023 was the last study I saw. And, um, and certainly social media, I have a chapter in the book uh, called How Social Media is Trying to Kill You. And, and I know it's done a lot of good, but it's done a lot of harm, too. I mean, when I was, you know, when I was younger, when you were younger, uh, people weren't, weren't bullied to death. I mean, now uh, someone can be harassed online to the, point of, to the point of suicide. And it's really, it's sad and it's angering. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's sad and we're watching it unfold daily in front of our eyes. So, again, I, I enjoyed reading through your book. There's some great stuff in here. Let's do a, just a bit of a crash course. This is an easy way for us to talk about the book. If If there's someone listening who is, like all of us, looking for ways that we can find happiness, there are ways that it can happen without fanfare and without a lot of cost. It just takes a bit of a commitment. Walk us through some some stuff that they can do to experience happiness in their day-to-day life. The first thing that, that comes to mind, and, and the most important thing that comes to mind, is is being grateful for what you have while you're working on, on what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, I've, I've read somewhere, and I'm sorry I can't remember the source now, but I'm told that if you have uh, as, uh, as little as eight cents in your pocket and a bank account, you're wealthier than 92% of the people in the world. But we don't compare ourselves to the, the, the people that have less than us. We compare ourselves to, you know, to the, the stars we see on television or in the movies or, or God forbid, to Donald Trump. You're worth more than Donald Trump, by the way, just, just so you know. <laughs> Talking with Ron Morris, author of the book Happiness, the 40% Solution. Um, you know, one of the, one thing that I've, I've really found struck me through your book is you you don't focus on obviously you don't have to have a perfect life to be happy and in fact you talk about that relationship with resilience in the book and resilience usually relates to someone who's been through stuff and comes out happy and healthy on the other side talk about how those two things interplay yeah it seems that that resilient people are happy people in the book i talk about the experience of uh Lucy Hone, who is a New Zealand uh, psychologist, and uh, she she learned all about this happiness thing and went home to New Zealand to to help out after the uh, the earthquake. And uh, her daughter ended up getting killed in a, a tragic car accident, and she really had to practice it. I mean, some of the things that that she talked about and really was a lesson for me because we've all had stuff happen in our lives, right? And and she says um, resilient people realize that. I don't want to use the word she uses, uh, but stuff happens in your life. It doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to get out of here unscathed. There's going to be, there's going to be some rain in your life. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the first thing to be aware of. And, and people that, are, that can grow their resilience focus on the things that can help them. They focus on, you know, not what has happened, oh, poor pitiful me, but they focus on where do I go from here. And the other thing they do is, is they realize is what I'm doing, is it harming me or helping me? I mean, sure, I can find solace in, in some pills or in a bottle, but long term, that pain's not going to away, going to go away if you don't uh, face up to it. So, yeah, resilience is a huge component of, uh, of happiness. And, and you can, you can get there by negating your self-talk. I, I've read that up to 80% of what we say to ourselves, you know, in our heads is negative. Well, turn that around a little bit. Flip that around. 
um, lean on your on your social connections, your your friends, your family. Um, yeah, and take care of yourself physically. Eat well, hydrate, get some sleep, get some exercise. Yeah, those are all things that will allow, will help to to build your resilience and to add on to your uh, your happiness. Ron Morris, my guest this morning, life coach, author of the book that I'm holding in my hand right now, Happiness: The Forty Percent Solution. You know, I was really intrigued. We we talk a lot, and we've we've had good discussions on the show about mental health, about things like PTSD. You actually talk about PTSD as being a path to finding happiness. Talk about that. Well, it it can be a path to uh, to finding happiness, but it's not guaranteed. Once again, it goes back to some of those some of those things that you really need to have in place, such as a um, a support mechanism. Um, it's really um, I think it's really imperative that you get involved in something that gets you over that hump. Um, and I don't want to, uh, you know, to turn this into a maudlin experience, uh, but our first child died of sudden infant death syndrome. And we got involved, uh, well, we started a group uh, for parents of, uh, of sudden, uh, of SIDS babies. Right. And it really made a big difference. It, it helped us, I think, and it, it helped the other, uh, the other couples in the group. So, uh, yeah, there's, yeah there, there's all sorts of things that you can do to... Um, to make that work for you. The possibilities are there. You've just got to be open to looking for them and stepping towards them. You also talk in here about spending money. I think, you know, we've all heard the phrase money can't buy happiness. Maybe just uh, Ron touch briefly on your thoughts on money and how it relates to happiness. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't care too much money because money can't buy me love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, money can buy us happiness. Uh, and there's a couple ways it can buy us happiness, up to about mm, about seventy five thousand dollars U.S. And then it just it it trails off, it it plateaus. So it doesn't matter if you're if you're hitting around uh, seventy five or or five hundred thousand dollars, you're no happier and probably less happier than you were with, with, that you were um, initially. So yeah, money is um, money is is not the end all and be all, and if we are going to spend money, if you want to get some some happiness out of money, don't be spending it on, don't spend it on the Ferrari, don't you know spend it on, on a, an, a, an exotic painting, spend it on the experiences. Go to a go to a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> um, go you know go go for uh, for um, supper with your uh, significant other. I mean, heaven's sakes, play bingo, but spend the money on experiences, not on not on stuff, because mm-hmm. that, that Ferrari is going to hang around to disappoint you. Happiness, the 40% solution. Give people an understanding of that title, where it came from, Ron. Well, it, it, it came from uh, a lady by the name of uh, Sonia Lubomirsky did a, a, bunch of, uh, a bunch of work, a number of studies at, um, at Stanford. And, and what she determined was that, you know, you say you can't get any happier than what you are, which, as it turns out, is uh, is totally untrue. She and these the numbers are not exact, but she said that our set point, you know, what's in our genes, if you will, what we inherit from, you know, um, from dynamic dad or or dynamic Darlene, our parents, um, that accounts for about fifty percent of our happiness. So we're not going to move too much off of that. We're going to return to that set point no matter what. Ten percent comes from 
the circumstances that, that we live in. And that could entail not just where we live or how we live. It could be our gender. It could be our age. There's all sorts of things that go into our circumstances. You know, come from a, a well-to-do family or come from the wrong side of the tracks. But we're not going to move too far off of that 10% of our circumstances. The, the really startling thing for me, and it's one of the reasons I wrote the book, was because we can control up to 40% of our happiness. And it's, it comes with some work, and it's not a matter of, I, I love your intro tune, by the way, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> um, thank Frank for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 thanks, Frank. It, it goes a little deeper than that, but a number of the things that I outline in the book are can, can very much contribute to, uh, to how, how happy you are. And we, we tend to, to go off on little paths. I mean, money is the one thing that doesn't make us, uh, doesn't make us happy. Uh, we think if we find uh, Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. Wright, that's going to make us happy, and that doesn't work. We think we're going to get work done and, and become more attractive physically, and, and that doesn't work. In fact, people that, that have had work done are, are more likely to have suicidal thoughts. So, yeah, 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 all, all sorts of things. Yeah, lots to think about. Uh, I love the book. I love the book, Ron. I love the fact that it's a Saskatchewan author that brought this to us, and it's available now in bookstores, correct? Um, yeah, we can go to, um, for, for print, I'm really focusing on the, on the little stores right now, and I'm very appreciative of, uh, of what they've done. We're, we're working on the, on the big stores, but in, um, in Saskatoon, I have it at uh, Turning the Tide Bookstore, which is a, a little gem, uh, maybe Saskatoon's uh, best-kept secret on, on um, Main Street. And I have it in uh, the Penn University Bookstore, which is a quirky little place on uh, 13th Avenue in Regina. And then, uh, and then I have it on, uh, on Amazon.ca as probably the best bet. Um, uh, and, and, and uh, Amazon.com, uh, mm-hmm. Friesen Press Bookstore, but, but if you're gonna, if you, if you're not going to go to a, um, to a, a bricks and mortar store, which I would really recommend. For sure. Um, you can, you, you can, uh, you can get it online. Well, you've given also. us a couple of, of good local examples there for sure. Ron, thanks so much for taking our call today. And, uh, the book's a great read. I congratulate you on the accomplishment. I certainly appreciate your time. Ron Morris, a Saskatchewan life coach and author. The book is Happiness, the 40% Solution. And as you heard, a couple of uh, great local bookstores in both Saskatoon and Regina where you can grab a copy of this book. You're listening to 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Earlier on the Roundtable of Justice, Tamara Cherry was my guest, and we were talking about this sexual assault case involving five hockey players all made it to the nhl one of them now playing overseas but all of them part of that 2018 world juniors hockey team that uh were brought into this and and really it's been what i think a few missteps that have happened since then i have to give the globe and mail credit they've done a very good job of reporting this robin doolittle who we talked about earlier this morning was the one that brought out and shed light on the unfounded sexual assault challenges that were happening across Canada with police investigations. Uh, she was instrumental in providing some of the aspects of this story that we're seeing as well. And I appreciate you weighing in on this as well. Kathy in Saskatoon sent a text in saying, I just wanted to mention while you were talking about these hockey players that the Hockey Association paid the victim approximately $3 million to take care 
in quotes, of her complaint. Now, there's no doubt that if I was building a case, I'd be using that payment as an admission of guilt against those players. The Hockey Association would not have been paying out that kind of money on a whim. Those are the types of conversations, of course, that we're following, and we will be following this news conference that is being held in London by the London Police, giving us more details of this case as it unfolds. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.